Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I've never seen a space between Richmond's ear and his neck because his neck is so big when he's riding. And all of last season, I'm like, oh my gosh, your neck is so skinny. I guess this is turning you on. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Those earlobes, Richmond, like, I never noticed. Now, Ooh, we can't even get it done up. <laughs> Live from the NFR. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, catch up on all the old episodes, and check out the latest. You're going to like it. Well, welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. If you all are here at the Convention Center, come on down right here at the Cowboy Channel stage and check out the Luke Branquino Show. Because Don't laugh at me. My wife laughs at me when I call my own show my show because that's my show. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. The guests today, this stage is oozing with talent and beauty the talent is in the middle. The beauty is on the end. <laughs> Richmond champion, million-dollar cowboy, NFR qualifier, his wife, a million-dollar woman, and my wife, a world champion wife, and then just me, just little old Luke on the end here. But guys, thanks for joining me. And they're no stranger to the Luke Branquino Show. That's the best part. This is going to be fun. Thanks for having us, Luke. Yeah, we're happy to be here. I didn't really want to come. No, she yeah. didn't, actually. Um, she... she was forced more so. It's just a fun conversation. But since you guys have been on the show last, you have become parents to little Luke. It's, it's Forrest. I've told you this. You've told me this, but I really thought that it, she should have been named Luke. So that's what I call him, Paige. It's a silent Luke. Like, you know how you have a silent letter? We have a silent Luke. So Forrest, Forrest, Brooks. Forrest is his middle name. Anyways, congratulations on that. How has that been? I mean, Richie, I know you you were home from, you know, having surgery, and then you got to spend time with your pregnant wife. (laughs) Life's been good. It's been really fun. Uh, No, it's been awesome. Uh, Obviously, a new balance to everything, and I am a little mad at you because you're like, oh, dude, it's the best. It's so much fun. That's because I was going rodeo the whole time. (laughs) A couple months in, I'm like... Luke freaking lied to us big time. This is hard. <laughs> well, Paige makes it easy. I could tell by that smile that she has on her face. Paige, how's it been with the newborn at it, the national final? It's like, it's both wonderful because it's so cool to have a baby and to have like that. You're making memories of his life watching Richmond. Um, and it's also extremely challenging to have a three-month-old in Las Vegas. Las Vegas wasn't designed for babies, you know? No, no. How many did we have here that were newborns? 
We have three kids. Yeah. Three kids. Yeah. I ha- I, I'm guilty of not not remembering which one's which. Um, at the Calgary Stampede, when I was doing the Wild Pony Ways, Bear was in it. But they all wear the same outfit. Yeah, I, sure. Yes. No, they were not in the same outfit. And he was on TV talking about a kid that he was calling Bear. And it was, it was not our kid at all. He was in a totally different team. He didn't even have the right team. Listen, do you know how much pressure it is on the arena floor of the Calgary Stampede talking about little kids? You don't want to piss off their parents. And the parents. You did. You still did it. You pissed off the parents. Well, the point is, we've had three. Well, I say we. This thing's getting me. Um, We've had three here, and fortunately for me, she was a really good mom because I was focused on trying to win. Yeah. A couple times out here already, I've been like, what would Lindsay do? I'm going to put on a bracelet. I'm like, what would Lindsay do? Because it's like you set such a high standard. You raise these three amazing kiddos. I, don't, I didn't know them as babies, but I know them as kiddos now, and they're so wonderful, and you two are such wonderful examples of parents. Um, and so, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in the trenches of like, what, is, what am I supposed to do? And then I'm like, people have done it. We can do this. Yeah. We're not the first parents in Vegas. Um, and so we're enjoying it and also... Banging our heads against the wall occasionally. <laughs> well, one thing about you guys and, and what I love is how you go about having fun. And you're carrying your non-parent life into your being parent life with carrying that fun into it. And that's just going to make for a really fun little Luke when he gets older. <laughs> Forrest, I'm sorry. I'll get it down. I know. It's anyways. Hey, y'all, come over here. Paige Richmond Champion and Lindsey Branquino are on the stage. So if you're in the Cowboy Channel area stage of the what convention center where are we at convention center come over here because i promise you you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy this one there we're gonna get some knowledge and everything to go with bareback riding um richmond first out last night and we got a check yeah that's tough to do at the national finals yeah everybody obviously my my home team they're like oh you know you should have she probably should have won a little more last night and i'm like guys I don't know if you saw that, but I was the first guy out of 15 in a, in a hopper round, and they paid me, so that's pretty, I'm happy. <laughs> well, and we've talked about this, and, and that's what I love about the show. We can kind of educate some of the fans. Being first out at any rodeo, but the national finals especially, the judges have to kind of set a baseline, and when you're first out, guess what? You're that baseline. There's a good chance you're going to be on the losing side of the winning side of where you want to be, yeah, money side. Unfortunately, that's just human nature um yeah that's also when you like i knew every practice i went to before this i made sure i was the first guy to start it everywhere just knowing i'm going to be the first guy when i get here uh but also wanting to do a good enough job so i don't have to go first the next nine times so hopefully they don't i I did move up one spot so hopefully i don't have to do it again tonight (laughs) in this segment of ask luke I have multiple questions that I'm going to be reading, and then I will be answering. Do I haze for my son, Cade? Stay tuned, and I will answer that question a little bit later on in the show. Well, that's what, and that's what I love about you is the competitiveness, not only in the arena, but the practice pin. And that's how I went about it. When I practiced for the finals, I'd run, you know, I'd run five steers in a practice. But that first one, that was the one that you had to make count because when you get to the rodeo, you don't get any mulligans. It's like, oh, wait, that was my practice run. Give me another one. Um, and that's what I love about how you go about it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just basically whatever you can do to take any question, questions out of your brain before you get here and know that it's all in the bag already. and You can go have fun. 
Now, something that is a little more physical than bareback riding, steer wrestling, but I'm going to skip that and go to team figure skating or team skating, which Paige champion team. Pairs. 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 I was thinking, I was pairs, teams. (laughs) It's with a person. It's like team roping, but it's not pair roping. Should be. It should be. It should. Let's change it. And I vote that they start wearing sequins and nude mesh. Yeah, team me roping. too. Yeah, that would really. Okay, we got way off subject there. <laughs> but Paige, as an Olympian, the what you had to put into it practice-wise, I mean, do you see Richie doing that now, how he's practicing and preparing? Is that similar to what you had to do to prepare for your events? I mean, there's always similarities in any competition lead-up, right? Like everyone out here is training like they want to compete. There's obvious differences, mine's on the ice, different like sports and all that, but it's been really cool to see Richmond step into, I mean, I wasn't there at the beginning of his career, but it's been really cool to see him grow and to treat it more like an athlete and to be in the gym and to be thinking about his mental preparation and to be thinking about hydration and nutrition and really treating it to be the best competitor and athlete that he can be. Um, yeah, he takes it really seriously. And so it's fun to be a part of and it's fun to watch. And also it just builds faith and trust when he nods his head that he's ready to go. Well, she should be a mental coach. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait. A performance coach, which I actually, she is for everybody that doesn't know that. You should check out her Instagram because she's amazing. She actually helped me towards the end of my career of um, trying to get over these little humps and bumps and that felt like mountains. And we, we talked through it, and it really did help me. So uh, I, I encourage you guys to check out Paige. She, she's awesome as a human, as a performance coach, as just an all-around person. So check her out. Like and subscribe to her stuff. And she, Luke Rambino Show YouTube page. She has a podcast, too. She just hasn't had you on it. Wait, what? Ooh, <laughs> what, what? Richmond. Yeah. 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 I heard the bus wheel. Luke, I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Um. <laughs> I just, you just seem so busy. I just didn't want to bug you. That's honestly what I felt like. So, Anthony, Lucia, I love you. But when you'd call when I was here at the national finals, I would literally ignore your calls because I didn't want to come on the show because I was focused on trying to win. Now that I'm doing shows, I'm calling people. I'm like, oh, my God. I am that guy that's calling these people that are trying to win a gold buckle out here and Anyway, I did call him, even though I felt bad doing it. So thank you guys for answering my call. I knew you would not say no, so I do appreciate well, that. You made it sound like it was urgent, like family emergency. So then, <laughs> that was the yeah. I did. That text was <laughs> yeah. similar to that. Yes, exactly. Um, another performance coach for me was my wife. Yes, you helped me perform well. Or let's talk about that. <laughs> well. Sure. Let's talk about it. Look at, look at, I, is she speechless right now? Wait, hold on. Lift your arm up. No, oh, she's nervous. <laughs> but having her in my corner, it was, and she didn't know this because I'm not very good at sharing my emotions or showing them, but uh, she was a big player in my success and my life and everything that what I am now was because of her. You're going to cry. It's okay. So go ahead and let it tear out. Make me feel good about what I'm saying. Uh, I, and I know that... The older I got and the smarter, I guess, you get older with age, they say, is wisdom come? Wisdom. Wiser? Wiser. Wiser. Not older. You get wiser. You do get older with age, actually. (laughs) But you also get wiser. So um, Clearly, he's not old enough yet because he's not very wise. (laughs) No, he said wiser. this is my show. On your podcast, you can make fun of me. He said wiser, not smarter. Wise, smarter. Wise, smarter? Anyway. I've gotten older and wiser, and I've been able to express this to her. 
It's pretty amazing, right? That me of all people could express some feelings. It it is amazing, and this is something we've kind of talked about before um, on my podcast. I had Tiffany Cooper on, and she was companion kind of, pass. By the way, <laughs> if you guys check it out, it's amazing Great podcast. Um, and Tiffany was on, and she was kind of sharing this feeling of her and Tough, and how for you know the first good part of their career, she's like, we just didn't have feelings. It was kind of agreed upon. It was all rodeo. We set all feelings aside. It was just business, and that's what we were focused on. And she was talking about how now that they've started their family and their priorities and focuses kind of shifted to that and their little girl and, you know, tough being a dad and a father and how much he loves that. She's like, all of a sudden, we're like, wait a second, we have feelings. And I told her that that was so funny because that was something in a conversation you and I had in those first few years is that I would be like, well, you know, trying to get you to open up. And you're like, I'm sorry, I just don't have feelings. Richie? You have feelings? I, <laughs> yeah, Richmond has feelings. I think, I think it's actually something that happened whenever baby Luke showed up. Um, I caught myself crying and uh, watching a Hallmark movie, so I was like, oh no. What have I done? What is this? In this segment of Ask Luke, do I haze for my son Cade? I try to haze for my son Cade, but if anybody has teenage kids, especially sons, it doesn't matter what you've done or what you know, it may not quite be good enough at their age. So yes, I have hazed for Cade. He has caught a steer with me hazing for him, but I would prefer to hire it out. It just saves all the family drama. Well, it's the feelings. They're really, I used to wear mine no, I never did wear them, did I? Now I now. do wear them, yes. And I find myself, and I blame my mother a little bit for this. Um, when we, I was a kid, we'd be watching like Die Hard or something. At the end of the movie, she's like, <laughs> like it's Die Hard. Now I'm doing the same thing on a stupid movie. So I blame my mother and Lindsay a little bit for my emotions the older I got. But um, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, really, you for really that. Made me, you really made me open up. Richie? This God is beautiful. Is, right. It was like, like we're breaking for letting us be a part of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Doubles couple counseling? Is that what this is? Is this Jerry Springer? What's happening here? We're gonna I'm going to get into this uh, reset. And what did I call it? Here in a second. I'm going to make fun of you on this reset <laughs> deal that I did. But first, I want to talk to Richie. Herniated disc after Houston had to have some surgery. Yeah. Man, it was, it was looking pretty bleak there for a while. And, and especially a bareback rider's career. Yeah, it was uh, honestly, as bad to say, it was a relieving. Like, I'd been fighting, just uncomfortable. I had kind of got to the point where I was just kind of mad at the whole sport because I, I thought I was performing, wasn't getting rewarded. And then you get down that rabbit hole, and you, it's just hard to enjoy any yeah. of it. And uh, go in and get an MRI, and they're like, dude, you're done. Like, done at least for the year. Uh, we'll talk about what it looks like after that. And... Um, Part of me was like, thank God, I don't have to go to rodeo this year. Uh, and really, I did. I enjoyed the year. I had a blast. I didn't think about I had to search for my rigging bag when it was time to come back. Right. Uh, and then, honestly, it was just like my first horse back. I was like, I, I can ride like I used to ride now because my body's not compensating. So, and it was, I just took it slow when I came back and was select about what I got on and took care of it. And obviously, by June, July, it was like, I trust, I trust my body again, and let's go to work. Well, and it seemed like, too, and, and Paige, I think you could attest to this, but it was one of those deals where when you came back, it was like, man, I, 
and I guess from a fan's point of view, I'd like to see Richie a little higher in the standings. Come on, Richie. Come on, Richie. And then it's like once you hit, it just it snowballed and took off, and that's got to be an amazing feeling to know that you're just kind of getting to a certain point and then right back to the top. Yeah, it was, like I said, I you know didn't draw great through the winter. Won some money, was like plugging away, like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like, I'm getting into everything still. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, I started drawing good horses. I was riding good, they were paying me. And all of a sudden, I think I won, I don't know, 10 rodeos in two months. And that was the most regular season wins I've ever had in my career. And it was just that fast and it was so easy and it hadn't been like that for me in years hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, how much did he win in those two months? Like 40-some thousand or more? Closer to 50. Was it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go a little too much. It's it's like the price is right. If you go over, you're out. I just like to stay under. But, but I mean, that is impressive right there. And Paige, how much mental preparation did you have to help him through that? I mean, here's the thing about Richmond. Before me, outside of me, he's an amazing competitor. He always has been. He just has that, that like, approach to wanting to be the best and furthering himself. I will say, I think that it's very rare for an athlete to get the opportunity about midway through their career. That was the Canadian that just come out of her, by the oh. way. <laughs> the about. About. Oh, my gosh. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, to get a year reset... Yes. And like, you know, typically in the halfway point of your year, you're on that downward side of your career. And I feel like the year Richmond really had from the moment he got the news that he was going to be off for the year, we had a conversation and we said, this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And since we had that conversation, like it was just one step in front of the other of how do I make this work for me? Right. And so the whole year off, he was working on just getting himself back into the place where he loved rodeoing. And then... Once you got there, there's really not a lot of mental prep because you just love it. You're hungry for it. You're excited to be out there nodding your head. And it's been fun to see him just be Richmond again. Rodeo trivia question. What does the mark out mean? To hear the answer, you're going to have to stay tuned. Keep watching the show because I will answer it a little bit later. Well, not only that, but in that time off, you got to do some other things. I know big and fly fishing. I love watching you guys, especially when you were pregnant. You're out there just <laughs> slinging that. I did feel bad last summer. I'd get like a day off and poor Paige is like seven months pregnant. I'm like, hey, can you row the boat for me? The <laughs> <laughs> doctor said I can't yet, but do you mind? But also got to do some television work. You, you know, we, yeah. we got to do the pre-show for uh, Teton Ridge last year, and, and it was amazing, and it was fun just to be able to watch you and watch you grow in, with the microphone in your hand. 
Yeah, I was getting over the fear of being up here. I still sweat like it's my first time, but it was nice to have you uh, uh, next Put to me. Put your arms down. Oh, Luke, Luke did a really good job of coaching me up. He, made it, he just makes it look so easy that I was like, well, if that big dummy can do it, like, I got this. Big dummy. I, I've lost weight. I know, you look Actually, good. Actually, back then, though, I was that big dummy. Now I'm just a littler dummy. Anyway, oh, let's, let's go to fitness. Your fitness, you know, regiment getting back in because I've gotten pretty good at my fitness regiment now. But for you to get back into shape with that time off and obviously not being able to lift or do something, muscles get weak and they get smaller. And now you're back into probably some of the best shape you've ever been in. Yeah. Wait, I've never seen a space between Richmond's ear and his neck because his neck is so big when he's riding. And all of last season, I'm like, oh my gosh, your neck is so skinny. <laughs> Like is, is this turning you on? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Those right earlobes, Richmond. Like, I never noticed. Now, Ooh, can't even get it done up. He's ready to well, ride. Well, Lindsay can see my six pack too. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, sorry, you can talk yes. now. <laughs> yeah, the the fitness had always been a just in the bareback riding. I feel like probably the last almost ten years. Like these guys are doing some form of, of training. And I think I started with my trainers seven years ago and it, they've, they've just gotten better. You know, they've taken the time to learn about sport and what we do. And they're just, we just get more dialed and dialed every year. So like that program just gets better, but like through the neck and, you know, they, they really focused on those muscles that I don't know what they are. You know, that's right. not my job to know. That's what I pay them for. So, right. and, and they did a really good job. And a lot of it's just getting on, uh, Honestly, at a certain point, it was just get back on the horse and go through that abuse and make sure I can handle getting in a car wreck every day. Um, and I think we're doing good. <laughs> Feel great. Yeah, look great. And when you, we talk about getting fitness and getting into shape, when I first started, my rookie was 2000. I don't know how old you guys were. I know she was older, but um, you guys were still young. It wasn't a thing. I mean, it, it wasn't. It would beer stand after the perf. Maybe get some sleep, maybe not. Get up, go to slack for the time event, guys. Now it is a job. These guys are taking care of their bodies. They're eating right. And I got to see both sides of it from these guys eating cheeseburgers. Now they're going to a salad buffet and eating soup and <laughs> salad and shit. But it wouldn't be a soup a, buffet. <laughs> it's a salad. Is, okay. you can put, also, I, I think listen, you can tell listen. how many he went to that he called it a salad buffet. Like, <laughs> I hate you guys. I would like a salad buffet. I think Who doesn't like good. salad? But anyways, yeah, the point is, good. these guys are eating better, taking care of themselves, doing pre-workout uh, energy shots and drinks, which I'm on now. They really make me buzz and feel feel funny. But um, it's just it was it's neat for me and my age to see the transition of rodeo becoming rodeo to rodeo becoming the sport of rodeo for these athletes. And again, the bareback riders were kind of always that way, except for Lady Sandbeck. I can remember when I was a yeah. kid. Or younger that Larry did. Well, there's like a big, even my first year here, like with Willow, Bobby Moe, there was only a couple of those guys that had figured out that working out makes this job easier. Most of those guys are still like, ah, stretch, I'll get stretched out the first jump, you know, and uh, <laughs> these younger guys, they're all athletes, you know, from, they're wrestlers, they're football players, they, you know, they're cowboys too, but they, they have that instilled in them first, and that's why you're seeing this group of guys that are just, they're young and they're so good. Because they've already, that's already part of their daily routine anyway. And But it extends their career, too. I mean, if you get, especially as a bareback rider, I don't know what the average career of a bareback rider used to be, what, eight, ten years 
Max? Yeah, tops. I mean, now you, you you got guys that are going 12, 15 years, and that's that's something to say, especially, like you said, every time you nod your head, it's like getting in a car wreck. Yeah, there's – we, me and Paige have talked about it. It's going to be cool to see what the range is for these guys that have done it the entire time. Like, they – there's no telling, you know, especially with the amount of money that's in rodeo now. And you win a bunch, and you're in tip-top shape, and you've only got to get on, you know, 50 or 60 ahead instead of 150 – to get it done, like it lasts, you know, another five years. Well, and looking at the the young kids and the rookies this year, I mean, you got you got a group of young kids, and bareback riding is probably the event in rodeo that has the least amount of contestants in it, membership wise. But you look at all these young kids coming up. I don't know what you guys have been doing as far as clinics or promoting or pushing, but you're doing a great job because these young kids coming up. There's some studs. No, oh, man, that's it's so fun to see. And even like the kids that are showing up to schools now, you're like, well, give him three years. He's going to be after my money. So, but yeah, these, the five, a third of our NFR bareback riders are first timers. Right. And that's, that's really cool. Um, and they're, they're good guys. They're having fun. It was fun to see them last night. They're so nervous. Like, oh, they yeah. Couldn't eat. Just, and then two rookies <laughs> get re rides and they still get on twice. And I was like, well, I'll get you guys best. You're not nervous anymore, huh? Just another day. So are you the Wiley veteran then? Or, I mean, you're the old guy. No, Tanner Oz is 33. Oh. So. Okay, well, you're, you're one of the old guys. Yeah, no, I'm one of the old, old guys. Guy. You probably have a little more gray than Tanner. I have more gray than everybody. And more forehead, unfortunately. <laughs> so that hair's kind of starting yeah. to work its way back to your butt crack? I'm really growing this out. It's just more like a midlife crisis, but it's to make up for the, for the front, yeah. Well, you're going to cover up that little neck spot yeah. that Paige likes if you let that hair go too long. Sacrifices, you know. That's what, yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. Paige, I love, again, talking about what you've done to help motivate and help people through their struggles like you did me. Tell us a little bit more about that and how you transitioned your life from figure skating into that we got time yeah it's a a long one it was 10 years ago (laughs) yeah it's been like when I competed the mental performance of what I did I always was fascinated by it and it was something that I strove to learn more about because you can really see everyone can be physically prepared everyone can be the best like um, yeah, physically. And then it comes down to when you go to compete. For me, it was like when we skated, you have three minutes, four minutes to do everything. And people can win practices that will never win under pressure. And so for me, I just realized that there's a huge mental component to becoming the best. When I retired from figure skating, I was still fascinated by it and just wanted to figure out how I could get better at that myself and how I could continue to help other people. Um, So it's been a journey to get to where I am today, like a mix of working with businesses and rodeo athletes. Um, But it's really just all about helping people to be their best. And it sounds so cliche, but it's so fun to see how actually having deeper conversations and working through struggles instead of just ignoring them actually elevates performances and gets better results. Well, I was really good at ignoring things for a long time. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yes. Well, again, I think that's awesome. And then last year, was it last year? It was this year, the beginning of this year, Lindsay and I did a cleanse from, hey, look at this, this, a reset. And that is honestly what has helped me, and I don't know if you're planning on doing it again this year, because if you are, we should give it a plug on the show right now, um, kind of help boost that. But Paige, and I'm sorry, what was your friend's name? I can't remember. 
Uh, Ariane Jones. She yes. was an Olympic luge athlete. Luge. And that's where you go down the hill in a, like a little um, toboggan, Bob's. Anyway, yeah, something it's like something that. really fast and really scary. Mm-hmm. And she went really fast. And anyway, they start, they did this reset and Lindsay's like, hey, let's do this. And when I got on the scale, when I was back in California, I was 285 pounds. We get back to Texas and Lindsay's like, let's do this. I'm like, no, I want to do it. And she's like, we're doing it. I'm like, okay. So we did it. And boom, here I am, 235 pounds, and, oh. I, and I'm 50 pounds later, and I know it's not all from the reset, but that's what kicked me into getting into the shape I want and need to be in. I think it's like anything, whether it be with your health, whether it be with your sporting career, or whether it be like with, with whatever, making a decision to make one small change causes a ripple effect of other positive changes that can end up transforming your life, whether it be 50 pounds, whether it be... Like some of the clients I work with making their first NFR, making the first decision to make a positive change in your life, I think is just like the starting point and following through is what causes the ripple effect that can change and, a life. And since I've lost that, lost, 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 lost that 50 pounds, my feet look a lot bigger too, by the way, <laughs> I, I could see them there underneath me, which is nice. And your podcast that I haven't been on. What is that? And let's tell everybody about it so they can get on. Yeah. It's called Finding Greatness. Um, again, it's kind of everything that I'm in, enjoying in life is really just taking a deeper look into how to reach peak performance, how to elevate your performance, understanding what it takes both mentally and physically, nutritionally, um, how to be better at whatever you're doing. And so we like to have guest experts on. Stay tuned for Luke. I've been so busy, though. That's why she hasn't reached um, out. I, I totally understand. Can I just jump in and say I have been on peak? Yeah, Lindsay You're not has. as busy as I yeah, am. Yeah, Lindsay has. Lindsay has. It's really just looking into the human experiences. I think that we can all learn a lot from the messy middles that we experience and that help us get better. It's called post-traumatic growth. Um, Being able to learn how to get better because of our struggles, I think a lot of humans can relate to that and we can learn a lot from each other so that we really can all just get better together. That look you guys had right there was was special. So cute. see the love in each other's eyes. What are you looking at? (laughs) Um, I am such a huge Paige fan, but I just want to jump in and say that um, she comes from, obviously, this impressive competitive background as an athlete, Um, and you talk about her being a performance coach and the way she's helped you as an athlete, but what Paige does goes so much deeper than that, and she mentioned briefly that she works with businesses and business owners and stuff in elevating their careers and furthering that. But I have learned so much from Paige and just what she said, the human experience. A lot of what she talks about is finding balance, managing stress, tapping into the things that you're doing that are holding you back. And it's those little things that any person, no matter what you're doing or what you're pursuing, can take something from and it just betters your life. There's so many little things that I have picked up from Paige and think about and implement in my life about, you know, a million different things that she talks about. But I think it's really interesting that she's taken what she learned from her time as an elite athlete and she's applying it to life. And it's kind of what you guys do too. That's, that's the spot that you start from. But like even your, um, you know, passion for the gym now, it's like you were kind of talking, okay, maybe it was not passion. <laughs> but that you took that drive that you used to use as a competitor and now you're kind of channeling that energy somewhere else and you're applying that same focus and perseverance and pushing through things that are uncomfortable or you don't want to do and you're 
you know, becoming great at something else. And that's what Paige has done, but it's kind of more on the mental side or um, just being a great person. Gosh, I'm blushing. (laughs) I feel like I should really listen to Paige's podcast. (laughs) Oh, you haven't? I listened to a few episodes. He listened to one episode. Six. Wow. Six episodes. I am way better than you. There's 87 and he's listened to six. Well, when she has me on, you'll listen to that one, right? Absolutely not. (laughs) Speaking of podcasts and listening to your significant others, I have listened to my wife's podcast, Companion Pass, which you were on. I think, was Paige the first guest? She was my first. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking about your show. So my wife, Lindsay, has podcast called companion pass for all you folks out there that don't know when you buy your membership from the prca they give you one free ticket kind of sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't uh but it gets your companion into the rodeo uh also that companion is a wife girlfriend sometimes the same or different from the same person just depends who you are but she started and it's been absolutely amazing she's had some great guests and they and tell them what they talk about i'm not going to tell them about you you tell them we talk about everything. It's just that it felt like this kind of untapped avenue or just source of rodeo stories and rodeo life. I mean, I love rodeo so much. It's been my life since, you know, I was seven or something. Um, and the different stages of it that I've experienced. But I found that even being somebody who has, you know, been fully immersed in living this lifestyle, that there were others out there doing it, and I didn't know, I didn't know their stories. You know, you're so separate, and we're all just trying to survive it sometimes. And the things that we go through and the stories are so different, we're doing a lot of the same things, but we're all navigating it in our own ways. And I started talking to these, it started out being mostly women, you know, the wives and girlfriends. Um, and there are people like Paige, you know, she's an Olympic athlete. We think of her as, you know, Richie's wife, which is awesome. But it's like, but who are you and what are you doing? And how are you doing that and, you know, supporting Richmond when he's on the road? And there was, she's not, you know, just the exception. There are so many incredible women. And you start hearing, um, I think you get not just a glimpse into their life and how they do it, but you get such a, like an intimate, different look at the lives of the athletes that you see in the arena, how they got there, what their struggles were really like, what their triumphs were really like, the things that were going on in their real life simultaneously to them, you know, having massive success in the arena. And I have been just massively honored, I guess, by being a part of getting to even share those stories. I, I go in, there's these people that I've known you know, for years. And we sit down and we talk about the real stuff and I learn so much about them. And it has only made me fall more deeply in love with rodeo and the athletes and the people that make it, you know, make it happen. Wow, that was a great sell. We're looking for sponsors. Wait, I think, I think what's so amazing and what's captivated so, so many people who listen is that typically when we're all at a rodeo, outwardly facing, we're sharing the great moments. Right. Right? We're sharing the, the good stories and how amazing this lifestyle is because it is. And I think what you've done a wonderful job of doing is creating this safe space where you also get to share the behind the scenes of the struggles and the challenges and the work and the effort that go into the great moments. And it's been really cool to listen to the stories that people share, that feel comfortable sharing with you, which is just a testament to who you are, um, that we can all connect through. Because a lot of times I think that we think that the things that we struggle with 
are unique to us. Yeah. I'm the only one that has this trouble. And then you listen to the podcast and you have this whole community connecting over things that are hard and now we're having conversations like greater conversations outside of the podcast so it's a really cool thing that you're doing well and even for me uh, listening to the episodes because that's what a supportive husband does um, <laughs> and hearing mine and having because I was a guest on have you been a guest on anyway I was a guest on companion pass but not even knowing that you know I'd call her up on the phone and this was back when you had Nokia's you didn't really have a, a way to see FaceTime or whatever that was. Skype, I think, was the first thing out. Uh, You didn't have that. And, you know, I'd win something somewhere. I'd call her. I'd be excited. And she'd maybe had one of the shittiest days she ever had, whether it was at work or with one of the boys or something. Well, she didn't want to rain on my parade. So she's stuck at home having to deal with this and can't talk to anybody, you know. So I think those are stories that a lot of people don't know, hear, or even understand, and that's what I, that's what I love about the show, uh, about the Companion Pass podcast, and you can find it on any um, podcast platform. Yeah, um, and I do want to say that we, like Paige mentioned, we talk about oh, a, a lot of the, um, the struggles and the work and effort it takes to get there, and what most people see are those big wins, and we're so impressed by these incredible physical feats that mostly bareback riders are doing. She, I'm just going to say this. All her companion passes were focused mainly on bareback riders. I don't know what the infatuation um, is there, but whatever. But you see what it's, these guys are doing. It's our next. Which is kind of superhuman. They're doing these amazing things, right. so anybody can watch it and be impressed. This is amazing. They're riding bulls. They're doing things that kind of physically shouldn't be possible. But when you hear that other side of it, it only makes those wins and those things that they're doing at that much. You kind of appreciate it even more, the wins even more, those, those big moments. And I've also found, too, that like Paige was saying... When you start talking about the other experiences that we're having that we often feel we're the only ones having, that it's been connecting with people outside of the rodeo world. You know, I hear from people who's, my husband's a firefighter, my husband's in the military, and they're finding things that they relate to in their life, and they're saying the same things. I didn't know other people were experiencing that. And I think when you feel seen and you know that your experience is not just you, it kind of gives you like a renewed energy to face it. You know, you know other people are doing it, maybe people you look up to. I know I'm talking to people I look up to, and you, you feel like, well, if they could do it, I could do it. No more? That was good? That was, that was, wow, that was a great... But look at this. Thank you very much. That, and, but in all honesty, that's the behind the scenes. Nobody sees. And, we, you know, you get to see it in other sports through HBO specials, ESPN specials, and I know the Cowboy Channel is trying to do some stuff like that. But for people to hear that and understand what the rodeo athletes go through on the backside of all the wins and the, you know, the championships, I think is, is very cool. And you are doing a great job of exposing that, Thanks. not yourself exposing that to, <laughs> to the world. So make sure you guys check it out. That's Companion Pass on Apple Podcasts, iHeart. Everywhere. Everywhere. And you check out her Instagram page. We're trying to boost some followers, too. So like and subscribe. <laughs> Well, no, that's the Luke Brankwino show. Go to the Luke Brankwino show on YouTube, like and subscribe because if you do subscribe, I make money, and we really like to make money since I'm retired from rodeoing. Speaking of retired from rodeoing, oh, is it hot up here? It's just yeah. getting warm. Speaking of retired, one of the greatest of all times in the bareback riding. I get a little emotional talking about this because I retired last year, and to see Casey Field. 
Call it quits. Man, yeah, that's... What a, what a quitter. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That, oh, that's what you, JB called me last yeah. year as a quitter, yeah. Uh, James Burton called Luke Branquino a quitter last year on the pre-show. I didn't appreciate it, but then I looked back on it, and he was right. I did quit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Casey just, I mean, kind of at that point in his career, and talking to Shad earlier, he said, you know, he'd get on the back of the buck and shoot where he'd be amped up, and he's like... Man, what do I got to do to get myself pumped up? And I told myself if I ever got to the point when I backed in the box and I was like, I'm just here for another steer, it was time. I didn't get to that point because I kept getting hurt. But yeah. um, I, did you see that? I mean, did, did people see that coming? Yeah, I think like I was entered with him this year and uh, to travel with. And uh, he, uh, sorry, he, uh, he kept telling me, he's like, man, Richie, I, I can't wait to start traveling with you. This is going to be so much fun. I'm like, well. Casey, we're at Calgary. Like, we should probably start doing that <laughs> if you want to go. And uh, he's just, you know, he's got so many other things on the go, and you could just tell that that's where his passion was was turning to. And um, you look at how he, you know, if people remember his last NFR last year, and he's, you know, reserve world champ after that great career. Nobody's going to remember that he didn't make it this year. Like, right. there's, there's no question of his legacy. And he doesn't know the sport anything, and I don't think the sport owes him anything. He got to go out the way he wanted to. Obviously, I'm sure he would love to be here, but if he was, I wouldn't be That's here. That's what I'm just so going to say. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? because, and I don't know if a lot of people know that, but he was in the top 15, but he didn't go to, he had to go to 40 rodeos to count the extreme Bronx, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and we'll talk about that, but if that money would have been able to count, it would have bumped you to 16th. So you're like, yes, and, oh. Yeah, and... Casey's just the guy, you know, I got home from Sioux Falls and really my NFR was kind of pending on what he did at Mona, Utah, Right. because I think in the 11 rodeos he went to, he still you know, <laughs> only had to win like 1600 bucks to beat me at the 65 I went to, but uh, he called me, he's like, well, Rich, I think you did it, you know, congrats, and you know, that's, that's just Casey, that's Casey. always, um, and I've I know he's here rooting for me. Like yeah. it's uh, there's no question about that. Well, and you said it's eleven rodeos, which I think it was like twenty two. But he went to twenty two rodeos and had a hundred and twenty some thousand dollars won. Yeah, I mean, for anybody that follows rodeo, that one just tells you how great of an athlete he is. But it also tells you where the sport is going. It's kind of it's on the uprise. It's, these cowboys and cowgirls are having a chance at a lot of money, which makes me a little jealous. I feel Bad. like if I was in my prime, who knows? Um, I mean, you I, got three world titles, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, but just it, that just shows you, like I said, the athlete he was, but where rodeo's heading for, for you guys. And I know you still have a few more years left in you, and um, which, is, which is awesome. And, and you, you thank the sponsors, you thank the uh, committees. Uh, mainly, to me, you have to thank the committees because they're yeah. the ones footing the bill putting up the added money and, get, and getting after it. Yeah, they, they just keep stepping it up. You know, every year it seems like more of these, you know, smaller rodeos. Like, well, why aren't we getting these guys? Well, there's these other rodeos going on. Then they're like, well, what do we got to do? How much money do we have to find? We want these guys. We What horses and bulls and stock do we need? And, and they're really working year-round to make these rodeos better. And uh, just from traveling to some I haven't gone to in past years this year, is it is really impressive what those committees have done to, to kind of grow the sport. Well, and we got to be honest, the Cowboy Channel has done tremendous for the sport, oh, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, so they had some technical difficulties last night, and you get on social media and everybody's bitching and complaining. They got their keyboard ninja hands out. <laughs> uh, but listen, 
Yeah. Did you do that in the microphone? So we sound cha 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 cha. Cha 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 cha. Yeah, that's ninjas. Anyway, but I mean, that's just part of the business. I was just going to send out a mean tweet about the I planned that just to show you guys that technical difficulties can happen at any moment and at any time throughout a broadcast. But again, thank you for the Cowboy Channel for getting, and not only the exposure rodeo, but exposure for the athletes. What has that done for you as sponsorship? Oh yeah, just the, the brand recognition you can give now on a daily stage throughout the summer when you're rodeoing. I mean, they cover so many rodeos and... Uh, yeah, you can present a schedule to a company and be like, your brand is going to be seen here and, you know, for interviews doing this. And uh, it's really kind of gave us something to stand on versus, you know, what it was like when you, you had to make it here for, for really to, to find anything. Yeah. You know, and you, even when you made it here, you may not get shown. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't all 15. And I know there's sometimes where somebody might not make it on, but. And it, I can remember the first couple of years I made the finals, they'd show most of the rough stock riders, they kind of played favoritism to those guys. It was just more of an extreme, extreme sport. Um, but, uh, you know, it, five steer wrestlers, five team ropers, three calf ropers, you know, and obviously the barrel race. And so to, it, it is awesome that everybody kind of gets their moment, especially here at the national finals where they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And we always laugh just because this rodeo has to run so fast, you know, that we might, you might see me in that arena for like under a minute, like, because we're supposed to be out of the arena before the next horse goes, you know, but we're fine. Yeah, exactly. But there's, there's just so much opportunity outside of that with side interviews and, and it's all getting aired, you know, it really does give us a, a chance to, to be seen. Well, social media has played a huge role in that as well. I mean, even like being able to come on the shows, and I teased Anthony Lucia earlier in the show, but what he's done as far as getting people on, on air where you could kind of t- tell the stories of going up and down the road that the people aren't going to get to see because like I said, you're in the arena at the rodeo, it's a short amount of time, you're riding, you're off, maybe you do an interview, hopefully you win something. Thank, you know, my wife for being at home watching this and taking care of my little Forrest Luke, my little Forrest Luke. Um, <laughs> But, you know, just the social media aspect with Instagram and, and, well, I think it was MySpace when I started. I don't even know if they had MySpace. I anyway. don't think so. I think it's a couple of years after. Was it? Your, it's on that old? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Did they have the internet when you... The interweb? Did they the have interweb. the internet? Yes, Paige. Oh, okay. Luke, Luke was on the line. He, I was he, on the line. He was on the line, yeah. I feel like you guys are making... What are you laughing at? You're not that far behind me. Are you 40 yet? No, she don't look a day over 26. <laughs> Paige, yeah. I don't appreciate you calling me old. I don't think I, I called you old. I just... Insinuated. I was curious when the internet was made, I think is what my question was. Well, didn't Alexander Graham something? No. <laughs> no? No. 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 Hey, tell me this. Cuter, not wiser. That's what you're getting. Yeah. Cuter. Tell me this. What Canadian was famous for inventing something, Paige? Gosh, so many things. What do you want to know? One. <laughs> Just one thing. <laughs> Who invented all dress chips? <laughs> Fine. Yeah, there's a thing called the internet that you can Google those things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, now that we know we have internet and you guys could look up the Luke Branquino show on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And I said this once, if you like and subscribe, I make money and we can continue to do this. And uh, I hope you all have enjoyed the show. If you're here at the um, convention center every day, 1030 to 1130 Cowboy Channel stage. I appreciate you guys for coming out and watching. Oh, there's Annie and Ella. Hey, guys.
Um, but more so, I appreciate you guys coming on, Richie, Paige, and my lovely wife, Lindsay. Uh, Richie, good luck tonight. You get to, you're not first out. I hope not. I, I moved up, so hopefully, the, I don't know who it is, somebody else has got to go real first. Real quick, what do you got? Uh, fired up of Big Stones. They, I think Jess Pope won around on him one of the last couple times he was here, so I think he's a really solid horse. And this is a semi-eliminator? Semi-eliminator, so nothing, should be high scoring, like the guys should tear him up, but every horse has a little something to him. Just got to know what that is and stick it to him. Yeah, I think so. Paige, what were you saying earlier about the one positive decision that starts moving? Yeah, you have yeah, to snowballing. You have to make a good decision. I, I feel like this coming on this stage was was that for Ooh. me. Yeah, this is just going to positive the day, positively feed the effect. day, the ripple effect. Well, thank you guys for coming on, and again, thank you all for watching the Luke Branquino Show. We'll see you next time. Rodeo trivia question. What does the mark out mean? So in the bronc riding and bareback riding, mark out is where you have to have the heels of your boots above the points of the shoulders. So if you imagine a horse, this would be above the points of their shoulders, your feet and heat spurs are supposed to be above there. Anything below that um, is either a no score or some rodeos are docking five points per side on what side it is.